Steve's NRL Season Previews 2022, the Brisbane Broncos. Hey everybody and welcome back to Steve's NRL Season Previews for 2022. I'm your host, Stephen Westway, and I'm gearing up for the start of the 2022 NRL Telstra Premiership. It all kicks off on March 11th, and over the next few weeks, I'm basically going to be looking at each team in the NRL and predicting where I think they're ultimately going to finish at the end of 2022. I'm going to be looking at each team's best 17, their strengths and their weaknesses, and everything in between. And I've already covered the Canterbury Bulldogs, who, you know, have so many signings, and it's basically a new future for that club. I've also previewed the North Queensland Cowboys and their chances in 2022. If you guys haven't, please go back and check those podcasts out there, available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcast each week under Steve's NRL Footy Tips. Go and like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. That page basically gives you all the latest information regarding the podcast. But today, I'm very excited because we're going to be previewing a team that I am very optimistic about their chances in 2022, and that is the Brisbane Broncos, the team that have really struggled over recent seasons. Uh, Wayne Bennett left the organization as head coach at the back end of 2018. Anthony Seaboyd had about a year and a half at the club, and during that time... They obviously suffered um, some humiliating defeats and a loss of respect that you know the Brisbane Broncos and the fear that other teams had for the Brisbane Broncos over the period of 30 years where they were so dominant, won six premierships and really were the benchmark of the NRL. They did get the wooden spoon in 2020 and after that it was decided they needed to go with a change of direction. In comes the former Queensland head coach, Kevin Walters, and he really basically said at the start of 2021, it's not going to be an overnight success. It was a huge job ahead of him. And 2021 was considered a little bit of a rebuilding year for the club. They won seven games. They lost 17, 17, and they finished 14th on the NRL ladder. But really, the positives for the season were there's a lot of spirit that the team showed. They, they really fought for each other at various parts of the season, and there wasn't too many blowouts against them. The other positives is a lot of young players came back and and show well came through the grades and showed some glimpses of brilliance and you know overall 20, at the end of twenty twenty one looked like it's the Broncos were a place that's going in a in an upward fashion um, on the ladder and there's some promising times ahead for them over the course of twenty twenty one and at the end of twenty twenty one the Broncos announced a lot of exciting signings and these two in particular, are two signings that I think are going to lead the club for the next five years. And one thing that the Broncos lacked in 2021 was leadership and and players that, you know, can really lead their teams through tough defensive times and, you know, come out the other end and, and still be a competitive team. And I think these two players are going to have such a profound effect on the club that they're the Broncos' finals hopes dramatically increased just by having these two aboard. And I am referring to Kurt Capewell from the Panda of Panthers, the Queensland representative there in the second row. And, you know, he's won a premiership there at the Panthers before he came over to the Broncos at the start of this year. And I think he just adds a world of experience and leadership to this forward pack. He had some professionalism, kind of like what Dale Finucane's going to add at the Cronulla Sharks. And I think that the a lot of the Broncos players can really rally behind him and their traditional leader in Payne Huss. And I think the Broncos forward pack immediately improves because of that signing. I also think Adam Reynolds coming from the South Sydney Rabbitohs, he never wanted to leave that club. But obviously, 
the Rabbitohs went into a different direction and the Broncos, you know, signed him uh, on a massive three-year deal and they've also made him captain as of a couple of days ago as well. So, you know, he, he'll settle the Haas and really provide a uh, key kicking game, a pinpoint accurate kicking game, get his, kick his team out of trouble if, if the Broncos are, you know, tied down their end of the field and really just take the pressure off the other playmakers in that team, especially when you've got guys like Tyson Gamble and... Um, Tessie New and, and Jake Turbin, guys that are younger players with not a huge amount of experience. I think him and Albert Kelly and a couple of these other veteran playmakers can really make a world of difference to this Brisbane Broncos side. So other than that, they've also signed um, some other key signings that really add depth to the side. They brought in Ryan James from the Canberra Raiders. Corey Jensen's a good forward from the Cowboys as well. Brenko Lee is a good utility to have in the back. He comes from... Uh, over from a year at the Melbourne Storm last year. Tia Marie Martin will come out of retirement for the Broncos in 2022. He thought his career was over after a couple of promising years there at the Cowboys, but he's managed to get back on the field this year. And Billy Walters, the son of head coach Kevin, uh, will come over from the West Tigers. And if what we've seen from him over the last couple of years is any indication, then it's going to be a promising future for this young kid um, with a famous surname in Walters. So... The Broncos, plenty of, plenty of games there, plenty of uh, key depth signings that, you know, I've mentioned it several times already in these season previews, but in 2022 with the COVID protocols and, you know, the Omicron variation of the disease kind of being very unpredictable when it's going to strike and, you know, a lot of just people in society being out of action for five to seven days, it's very important to have uh, a bunch of, a bunch of squad depth in your NRL lineup. I don't think every team does have that, but I think the Broncos have a have a pretty good, um, solid depth um, of NRL players here without even getting into their you know development side, which is a promising sign in my opinion for their future. They're not about their losses though, the Broncos. They've lost a couple of mainstays out of this Brisbane side for the last five to ten years. Guys like Pengai Junior, um, Matt Lodge, John Asiata. Xavier Coates, Tom Dearden, Danny Levi, they've all moved on. Anthony Milford's another one. But it really seems like it's the start of a new era for the Broncos, and I'm really excited to see how they go in 2021. And as I say, in 2022, and as I said, it's all going to be at the back of these new recruits and and the players that have already been there, like Payne Huss, like um, Katoni Staggs, these guys that have such huge wraps on them, but have kind of yet to show exactly what they can do in the NRL yet. I mean, obviously Payne Haas is a New South Wales representative, but, you know, he's a very young age. I believe he's about 23 years old still. So the future for him is, you know, unlimited in terms of what he can accomplish in the game. And I think that, you know, Reynolds is going to really add that levity to the side and, and really take the pressure off, as I said, some of those more inexperienced playmakers. The Broncos were 14th out of 16 teams in attack last year, they were 13th in defense. So Capewell and, and Reynolds, I cannot over, overstate the importance of those two signings. The Broncos have also managed to recruit these players due to some changes in the back office. Dave Donahue is still, I believe, the CEO of the club, but Ben Eichen's come in to pretty much head the football department of the club and, and the signing departments and, and really be the head of operations there at the Broncos. And... You can already see the changes that he's making. He's kind of getting rid of some of the players that haven't performed over the last couple of years and, and really keeping an eye to the future and how to make this club successful in the long run, which is something they've lacked 
um, you know, that vision and that foresight for a few years now since Wayne Bennett departed. So, you know, signs are promising for the Broncos. If we go over to NRL.com now, you'll see that they've got their best possible 17 list. And there is a couple of uh, notable uh, omissions from the side. But according to NRL, what they think the best uh, lineup for the Broncos would be Tessie New at fullback, Corey Oates and Jermaine Asako, two experienced wingers there. In the centres, Katoni Stagg, back from a you know injury-ravaged 2021, and Herbie Farmworth. They reckon Albert Kelly will get the nod with Adam Reynolds to start the season in the halves. Their props, they've got Payne Harson and Tom Flegger, two of their best forwards over the last few years. Jake Turbin at hooker. Their second row, Kurt Capewell, uh, partnering with the rookie Jordan Rieke. And Patrick Carrigan comes back from injury uh, to be their starting lock. And that's a really solid 1-13. to You look at the bench, you've got Kobe Heverington, TC Robardi, Cora Jensen, and Keenan Pacella. So... You know, that bench is, is full of young guys that, you know, have a lot of potential in the NRL that haven't really proven themselves, you know, consistently at this level. But the 1-13 to 13 is, is, is a stacked 1-13 to 13 in terms of um, players with promising futures and, and mixed in with experience there. So I'm excited to see what the Broncos can, can produce, especially in the early rounds of 2022 when they're still trying to work out the combinations and, and how exactly um, this team's going to look week to week. So... It's exciting time for the Broncos. Players that I mentioned that aren't in the side. You've got guys like Tyson Gamble, Billy Walters, and Ryan James not featuring their possible best 17. Now, Ryan James probably will start the year at prop because Thomas Flegger is suspended for the first round of this competition. Um, but really, you look at this side. Reese Kennedy's another one that's not there as well. They've got a lot of depth, especially in the forward pack. So if they get injuries or, you know, the COVID situation worsens, then I think they're ready for it, Brisbane. It's just really about their halves and their playmakers really getting on the same page. If I do have to say one weakness, in my opinion, uh, for this starting 13, I'd probably say the fullback position. And Tessie knew it, don't get me wrong, as a kid with a lot of potential. But, you know, we'll see if, how he reacts if he's tested under the high ball and defensively uh, and how exactly he can combine with Albert Kelly and Reynolds um, and even Tyson Gamble when he comes in the team because I'm sure he will be used this year in attack. Um, their edge defense also could be questionable as well. But I think if this forward, can, this forward pack can really play together, get on a roll early in matches then it even takes more pressure off these these playmakers. They can just play their natural game. Adam Reynolds is the king. When he, well, he was for 10 years at CF Sydney leading that side around and, and taking the pressure off. I think we can see really good things for the Broncos in 2022 if, if that happens. And by all accounts, this forward pack is just looking stronger and stronger every time I look at it. I mean, Capewell, Huss... Carrigan, these guys are professionals, and I think that the players around them are really going to step up. I think Jake Turbin needs a really big season out of dummy half. His service has been good, but you know when you when you stack him up to other hookers in the NRL, I think he needs a big season to prove that he is a full time first grader moving forward. But I think Billy uh, Kevin Walters, sorry, has really put the practices into place to play for each other there up there in Brisbane. That I think that they're going to really show a lot of effort on the field this year, leave nothing to chance. And I think I can see the Brisbane Broncos pushing their way into a top eight finish in 2022. As I said, you're looking at this team, it's a mix of, uh, of veterans and, and youth and and potential. But yeah, if I think they, they play that brand of football um, that, you know, is 
is fearless and uh, and their forward pack can really provide a, a, a great starting point for this club, then the Broncos can sneak into the eighth, eighth, eighth spot. I got them at eighth, and I think that, uh, honestly, the sky's the limit for where this Brisbane Broncos team can go in the next few years. I think this is the year that we see the Brisbane Broncos start to become a dominant force like they were for 30 years um, before, you know, things went sear in the last three to five years at the club. So I'm excited for what the future holds for the Broncos. I think they're going to finish eighth in this competition and they are the first team that I've predicted to finish in the finals in 2022. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this edition of Steve's NRL season previews for 2022. What do you think about the Brisbane Broncos? Where are they going to, where do you think they're going to finish in 2022? And don't forget to join me next time on Steve's NRL season preview as I preview the always controversial West Tigers, their recruitment for the year. They've obviously got Jackson Hastings back over from England. Michael Maguire's under a lot of pressure. There's even some question marks whether it would be coaching the team this year. And then you've got other factors like Luke Brooks and the injury of Adam Dewey and how both of those factors are going to affect the West Tigers' performance in 2022. So check that episode out when it drops. Thank you guys for listening to the show as always. And I'll see you guys next time on Steve's NRL Season Previews for 2022.